0: Greetings and welcome to the first episode of the I'm Not Dead Yet podcast. I am Isa Luna and I'm finally getting around to recording the first episode um, after keeping people waiting for a year when I initially announced um, that this was something I wanted to do. Um, so obviously we are in the age of COVID-19 right now and uh, that on top of many other things happened in the past year that kind of kept me not feeling uh, confident to, enough to do this. So I'm finally just, I just finally had to be like, yo, we gotta figure this out. We gotta get this recorded. We gotta get something started and something out there and hopefully it just gets a little better and easier each time. So I appreciate anyone who's even listening to this. actually like reignited the uh, the little flame to do it again was just recently my partner and I just wandered into Savers the other day and um, uh, went to the electronics section and I found one of these little like uh, general electric cassette tape uh, recorder things you know with like the little microphone in it so I knew I had blank tapes at home and it, it said it worked and brought it home and it works, and I was just like, holy shit, what if I just recorded on this and feel more comfortable? I think I was just really anxious and, and really self-conscious with the with using my phone and using microphones and stuff, but something about seeing this machine in there just totally got me really excited, and I just wanted to do something and play with it, and I figured this, this was a really good idea. Or at least me, I don't know. Maybe no one wants to listen to me record my podcast onto an audio cassette, then record it uh, onto the you know, a podcast format or at least a way to distribute this stuff. So, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I dig this kind of stuff. I um, used to make a lot of tapes when I was a kid. I loved making mixtapes. It was like my favorite thing. It was like... Um, if you were recording songs off the radio, it was a big deal if you didn't even, if, like, there was no hint of a commercial or something, and you could, like, put some nice pauses in there, and you just, you, there was just an artistry to putting together a good mixtape, um, so, uh, yeah, and then even once upon a time, like, a relative of mine and stuff, we even had our own, like, talk radio, we called it potato radio, and we did a whole it was like we spent a week together and we ended up recording like this one full tape of just the most random stuff 10 year olds could come up with it was really it's really fun it's really great to think about and talk about uh, to anyone who even remembers that stuff but um I guess what I could say now is um I guess what I can talk about now is <clears throat> what the hell is this podcast why am I doing it um I I was really motivated to do something because I had gone through a really gnarly struggle um, about a year and a half ago where um, some people really close to me had had an intervention for me and ended up having to like, check myself into a mental health facility and such. And it was my second time being in this place like that this was really serious because i had developed a really um bad drinking problem and was basically just drinking um, my feelings away and just numbing my life so um coming out of that i just i don't know i just needed to tell my story i just needed to talk about things i needed to I just needed to get it out. I don't, I don't know. It was just felt like maybe I had something to say or something I experienced could be helpful to somebody. Maybe, you know, like navigating a way of thinking or just navigating feelings out loud, someone can hear that or identify with that. I mean, it's just it's crazy times right now. It's, it's really, I think it's just really hard to be human and i think a lot of us um feel the same way about a lot of things and don't know it and i just i feel like i there's some, there's got to be something in my story to to like help out or that someone needs to hear i mean i'm i'm about to turn 39 years old and in those in that time i've gone through many um, different lives, I guess you could say. I grew up in, you know, houses with domestic violence and physical and mental abuse and um, homelessness and drug addiction and self-harm and depression and um, s- suicide attempts and uh, things like that. So... <clears throat> There's just, um, I think a lot of things that people don't know about me, Um, and that I just wanted a chance to maybe just say my side, or maybe let there be some kind of understanding um, of where I'm coming from. So, um, yeah, so there's just lots of things to talk about, (laughs) and I I don't know, like, what I was trying to be, like, I was making myself so, uh, like, I got in my own head about how I was going to record this and like, and like an outline I was going to use and these were all the things I wanted to make sure I talked about the first episode and whatever. I'm just figuring we have enough time for all of it. I'm just going to smoke, smoke some weed. chill out and just gab away for an hour about whatever the fuck I want so right now I'm just sitting in my living room here in Tucson Arizona I grew up in Tucson um I was born in Oakland California but um by the time I was four or five but by the time I was in kindergarten I was living in Tucson my parents were separating and um the first house I remember living in was a little we call it the casita and it was in, uh, Barrio Viejo, and it's now, like, <laughs> back then it was a bunch of us, like, uh, brown kids and poor kids, and uh, it's definitely uh, not like that anymore. Like, Diane Keaton flipped a house in your neighborhood for millions of fucking dollars. It's insane. Um, but, uh, I, that was the first house I remember living out here in Tucson as a little kid, and I went to, um, Jackman Elementary School, and it was dope. And I was just this little artsy fartsy little kid. We were the Jackman Wizards, and um, uh, they had a contest uh, for like um, for someone to draw the wizard or whatever, and I'd be on like the newsletters and stuff, you know, and whatever. And and I won. I won. my drawing in like kindergarten or first grade. Won, and it was on all the things. I have the original drawing somewhere. I'd love to get it tattooed on me. It is the weirdest looking wizard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a non-binary so it's very cool. Like it's, <laughs> it's a very interesting picture. I'll have to show you. Uh, I'll post it on like the Instagram or something if I come across it. But um, <clears throat> so yeah, I grew up a little bit downtown. After that I um, uh, moved to the east side uh, my mom remarried and we lived way out uh, on the east side where the Pima uh, East Campus is, near that area. So, uh, Golf Links and Bonanza, if anyone's familiar with the, that spot. Um, and I lived out there for a good chunk of time. And then, and then further out, um, by fifth grade, we ended up living in Rita Ranch. And uh, anyone who lives in Tucson, Whatever they know of Rita Ranch right now is not what Rita Ranch was then. It was nothing. So it was just this fucking middle of nowhere suburb that was popping up. It was just way out there in the outskirts of town. It, it was just nuts. And we were like one of the first neighborhoods, first blocks to be built out there. There was like a tiny little park and and then across the way some other houses, but that was pretty much it. So our U.S. Homes crew was like one side of the suburb and the Elliott Homes, I believe, or the Red Tile Homes, uh, was on the other side of the park. So we were like, we had our spots and then we just had all this desert and all these places to fucking run around and make our own trails and paths and get into trouble and places to smoke cigarettes and just hang out late and whatever. So Rita Ranch was dope. But there's just nothing out there, and then now you wouldn't you wouldn't have ever thought it's like it's own friggin' town. Um, but yeah, and then after Rita Ranch, I uh, moved back to the east side, and after uh, that wasn't too long. It wasn't too long. I was homeless by my senior year of high school, so uh, I took a job as a nanny. So then I moved like out into some like mansions and stuff like are just big ass houses bigger than anything I'd ever been in property bigger than I'd ever seen so that gig kind of got me around and then just getting to know people all over town and man I've lived all over got drugs all over (laughs) this town's got a lot of um, a lot of a lot of trauma is here But a lot of growth, a lot of who I am is is from what I experienced living here and on the streets and in all these different neighborhoods and getting to know all these different people out here really taught me a lot about living, you know? Um, But the fact that I'm here now is not ideal for me, I think, just because of that. And because, again, like when I moved back with the intentions of this time maybe moving back to Tucson would be a good thing and a helpful thing and it just there's just more trauma tied to it. So and now you know, and here I am now doing my podcast talking about <laughs> all that Tucson trauma. No. Um, there's also good things here in Tucson. I mean I've made like some of my closest friends and some of the people I love the most in the world are here and um and some really good memories are here, and some really beautiful places like Mount Lemon, Lemon Mountain as I call it. It's like that, and my friends and Suárez. I just um, it's a part of me. So as shitty as Tucson is in my mind or in the back trip in the background of a lot of things that have happened, it's been a good place too. So. But I had, I I so I grew up here, going to high school and stuff, and then I and then I fucking bonked out of Arizona as soon as I could, and I ended up moving to Colorado for a while to be in a relationship and stuff, and then um, eventually moved back to Tucson, and then left, and I eventually I moved to New Jersey, I lived in New York, um, yeah. And then uh, my ass got brought back to Arizona, and I was like, okay, I'll go back to Arizona, but I'm not going to Tucson. So I lived in Phoenix for a really long time, and then that's where um, I think I, I really thrived um, in finding myself, and that's where I discovered my passion for Arizona wine, and that changed like the course of my entire life. And so I, I, really, I really don't have um, bad things to say about Phoenix. Uh, Arizona in general, I fucking love this state it's awesome it's really beautiful Um, and I feel really lucky to have spent a lot of time here Um, I think it took me moving away and and living in all those other places to really learn to appreciate uh, Arizona for what it is and it's uniqueness and it's just it's, it's magic it's beautiful it's so many things in this one small area and you can experience it, it's just, it's, it's, it's awesome. And then not only that, like the communities out here and artists out here, winemakers and chefs and like the movers and shakers. It's just, it's a cool place. I like it. So that's Arizona. So yeah, I live in Tucson. Um, Currently right now, I'm not working because of COVID. I was working in the food industry and then that kind of just fell off right away. Um, So I've just (laughs) been trying to fucking work on me, I guess. Um, The past few months I got into a relationship uh, with my partner, Carrie and um, we were just a few months in when COVID hit and then that put us both out of work and put us full throttle in our relationship. So that's been a lot of personal growth and then growth as just a couple. We've been together officially a year now. So that's really awesome. Um, Spent a lot of time uh, just kind of actually just keeping the circle tight, but before COVID stuff, you know, it was all about drag shows and cocktails and family dinners and, and, Things like that, so it's just been really mellow. Um, a lot of time, to, like I said, to reflect and and work on things. I got my house in order. I got out of a really bad relationship. Like, I got out of a really bad relationship. I don't even like <clears throat> know that'll be like has to be of an episode of its own because I think it. I'm still processing everything that happened. It was a, a very traumatic. Um, On both ends, uh, we both suffered a lot in different ways, but nonetheless, like it doesn't, it hurt. So it was, it was a doozy. It was a doozy. So definitely talk about that one soon. Probably have like a guest on for that. Um, But, uh, so yeah. So that's kind of me doing this. And then, so now I've got this free time on my hands. Let's put these podcasts together. I've got a couple other ones going on. Um, I'm starting to ride my bike again. I used to ride my bike a lot. And then the pandemic hit and I got lazy and just it was just going out anywhere. People were just everywhere. So I just hunkered down, gained a little weight and I've been wanting to um, try to work on that. So I've been riding my bike more. I, um, I've ridden my bike from the Birdie Valley all the way to Senoita, um, straight up on the bicycle, and that was super um, amazing and a great way to see the state, and just it felt like a really good achievement and a goal that I had and I worked really hard for. And I feel really lucky that I've been able to do it. Um, it's just getting a little older. Knees are hurting a little more, so i um, been having to take it easy, but my um, goal right now is to do 10 miles every day at least 10 miles every day of riding. That's, you know, just under an hour. Um, I've been averaging more than 10 miles a day, so that's felt really good. Um, Drinking more water, trying to treat myself better. I don't know that I mentioned um, when I was, you know, listing off all the, you know, fun things I've experienced. Um, Body dysmorphia and and an eating disorder. have been a part of my life um, for a while now and um pretty difficult subject matter to talk about it's not it's not the easiest but um it's I don't know just I don't, I don't know it's just there it's something in my life every day that I have to face and I have to <clears throat> take on it's been a struggle I've been um bulimic for three years. I don't think anyone outside of my partners knows that and now everyone does. Um, That's been a really huge struggle because I was just, it was just, it was very severe and in the past few months it's gotten a lot easier and uh, definitely in the past couple weeks. It's so strange that I never saw myself as being that kind of person Um, and not saying like that kind of person, I just I didn't expect myself to feel that way, you know? It's just, you're always surprising yourself. And that was something that really like caught me off guard, but it was just something that once it took a hold of my life, it took over my life. Like it was getting fucking scary. It's scary. I'm old. I can't be doing that to my body, to my fucking organs. So that's something I've been working on. That's something I'm sure someone else out there is like dealing with right now especially during this pandemic and everyone talking about like weight gain and shit like that and like fuck it's just hard it's hard sometimes but just trying to get myself more disciplined and just back to like focusing on things and what I can control and seeing like what I can do so it's hard because I'm not in like counseling or anything right now. So it's just trying to like dig it out of myself a little bit and just, and trying to f- navigate that on my own, you know? So, but riding 10 miles a day is helping. I'm drinking lots of water. It's fucking awesome. I haven't been, you know, doing that stuff. So, um, it's good. So anyways, I just know that it hurts the people around me when they, hear me talk badly about myself and that makes me really sad, cause that sucks. Um, cause I wouldn't want them to talk badly about themselves, right, so I can only imagine, and it's gotta be really hard on my partners because they're, you know, around it all the time, and, and so yeah, so I'm just, I'm thankful for um, having really great people in my life, who are understanding and who have helped me out with a lot of that stuff, so, um, so yeah. I ride my bike and I have plants now that I'm obsessed with, who even knew. I'm just like, (laughs) obsessed with my I love them, they're like my children. And I've named them and I talk to them every day and I check on them all the time. (laughs) Excuse me, yeah, um, I had a, a friend Started selling plants, like opening her own, like starting her own business, uh, doing that, and then it just caught us catching the fever. Carrie, my partner, already had like green thumb, loved growing things, and when she moved in, like we didn't have anything alive in the house, so um, like went and hung out with my friend and got some plants and some succulents, and that's how it fucking started. And next thing you know, it's like. Carrie's coming home with clippings from things, from appointments or places she went. and was like, check this out! I found this. If we just put this in water, and it gets roots and whatever. Like, so half of our plants are just clippings that she showed up with, and we brought to life. And now they're in pots, and they're doing great, and they're thriving. It's really beautiful. I love like my plants. They uh, they give me a um, they give me a, a lot of peace. I feel like it gives me like a, a chore that I really enjoy doing. It's like, uh, it's, yeah, I like sit out there and just hang out with the music on. I guess it's a form of meditation. They just, they just love them. So, yeah, so, and then I have pets. We have animals and I have this, it's actually uh, my puppy's gotcha day. So I have a, <laughs> I wanna be like a big black dog, but when I say big black dog, I mean like, he's like <laughs> short legs, but he's big and dense, like, just, like, he's just dark matter. He's a heavy little nugget, but he's just little, and his head is ginormous, and his name is Jerome, but we call him Little or Beans, and, um, I don't know if you can even hear him snoring in the background, but he's a cool dog, and I've had him for a year. It's his year gotcha day, and, um, he was brought home by my uh, my former partner, and, um, and we had we already had a dog, and her name was Knox, and she was a blue nosed pit bull. I Also, found that I found her like four years prior in Casagrande, and um, she had started getting really sick um, in August of last year, and had um, a series of grand mal seizures. Then was put on medicine, and then um, gradually her seizures came back. She already had valley fever, and just she wasn't okay, and. She, uh, her health deteriorated very quickly, Um, so, um, but we got Jerome probably like three weeks before she passed away, and we had to put her down, and Knox got along with dogs before and then just had uh, some really bad and fucked up experiences where she attacked dogs, so we could never, we had to be so vigilant and careful with her because we didn't know how she was going to be with another dog. And it was just us constantly considering getting a puppy, getting a puppy, and what would we do, and, like, try to get a puppy to see if that would be a different thing. And, um, and yeah, and just, you know, November 21st of last year, my partner's like, yo, my, my friend got her hands on some dogs that were seized in, like, a hoarding situation, and one of them needs a home. Can we have a dog? And I was just like, sure, bring it. I mean, Knox is not feeling a hundred percent. So I, you know, try it now. And she actually really, she liked him. She didn't, she let him get close to her, the closest I'd ever seen a dog get to her in years. And it was the sweetest, sweetest thing. And she, she was just, she was just amazing. And so that was, but it wasn't long after getting him that she passed, we had to put her down because she just she just one day had a seizure and it just didn't stop and she was in a lot of pain and you could tell, so it was really sad, but um, but now that's, that's, Jerome's been my buddy ever since. I um, kind of always like had a dog around that was like my homie and before... Jerome and before Knox, there was this little Jack, and Jack was just this little uh, chihuahua, and he was like the shit. He would have jumped off a fucking mountain with me if I went. He would have. That dog was awesome, and uh, he passed away suddenly, uh, three years ago, I believe. So it's just, it sucks. But um, but getting Jerome was a, a a huge blessing because he ended up being like the coolest freaking dog he's just so sweet though he has no boundaries and he can get a little annoying he's the sweetest guy in the world and I love him and he's just a big old like just a big old ball of black with a smile on his face and he's drooling and he's just panting and he's so cute so yeah and then my partner has a dog a chihuahua named Luna and they're best buds and then um we, uh, My partner and I adopted a cat when we moved into our place, and her name is Catalina, after the Catalina Mountains. Um, and she ended up being super red too, because we didn't know how little was going to react to a cat. And we didn't know how a, a, a cat we're adopting was going to react to a dog. And they're they're all cool with each other. They all play with each other. They're all friendly. It's, it kind of just worked out a sweet deal. I mean... Silver linings, right? I mean, COVID's happening and fucking, we have a white supremacist president, but my animals get along. That's pretty cool. So, (laughs) Uh, we haven't even talked about like all that stuff. Like what's going on like socially and politically, and that's all a goddamn mess. But anyways. I don't even know how much longer I got on this tape. I've just been babbling on and on. But, um... I don't even know if anyone's gonna listen. Is there anyone who is? Thank you. I mean, it'll definitely be more entertaining after this episode. I had to just kind of get this one out of the way, and I wanted to do it on my own. I think really the main... Eventually will be to have people on, to have friends on, um, people who've gone through similar experiences maybe that I have, or shit. People just want to fucking come on and talk about. Like, I'm into it. I wanna, I wanna dive into it. I wanna, like, I wanna laugh with you. I wanna, I wanna just hang out with you. <laughs> God, that sounded fucking cheesy. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I just, um, yeah. I just yeah i think i think a lot of uh, a main thing too is just uh, mental health like it's there's just so much um, of where that just makes navigating just day-to-day life kind of like a struggle and and i i i I think when we share with each other our experiences or you know the things that make us anxious or the things that there's just the things on our mind you know it's just like oh okay cool someone else yeah, I'm not alone with that thought or like oh my god I get that I I feel that too um, and just maybe more of an understanding uh, of 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 each other's kind of thing I don't know of each other's things we have going, Like, uh, what am I trying to fucking say here I don't fucking know I'm too high I should have smoked so much <sighs> hmm. What am I trying to say? Maybe I need to smoke more. <laughs> um yeah, a huge marijuana advocate, a huge um, psychedelic uh, use advocate. I uh, uh, mushrooms have played a huge part in my life and. In Feeling like develops, um, just develop not spiritual. I guess spiritually. Um, I just feel like um, I have. Uh, there's just some, uh, this beautiful like kind of understanding. I don't know. I really. <laughs> I just really love mushrooms. I really love um, being on them. I really um, enjoy using it as a tool to help with things, to help heal from things, or just to help me process things. Um, It's been like a, a, just a huge part of my life um, for many years now. Um, I use it regularly. I'm probably doing mushrooms like every other week or once a month. So, and I smoke uh, marijuana regularly and um, I kick ass all the time. That too. Oh yeah, so on that note, should probably wrap it up. Um, thanks, thanks guys. Um, this was cool. This was chill. I'm looking forward to next time. Don't know if I'll have a guest yet. I probably will. I'll probably have Carrie on. She's, uh, she's really good at helping me carry on a conversation. We need to talk to her and uh, there's probably some subject matters that we can... Uh, Uh, talk about together so anyways um thank you for listening to the i'm not dead yet podcast again i'm isa luna and uh, i would just like to remind you that uh, i'm not dead yet and uh neither are you so you're doing all right (laughs) all right just hang in there all right take care guys thank you bye